0: Hello, my friend. Before we get into the hairstylist rising podcast, I have to tell you a secret. I just launched a brand new podcast called the visionary rising. You are going to love this new podcast if you're ready for beyond the basics marketing, business, mindset and visibility for creative entrepreneurs, including hairstylists, educators, coaches, photographers, and online business owners. And Hairstylist Rising will remain a place where you can listen in on conversations with industry leaders, whereas the actual marketing and mindset lessons from yours truly will mostly exist over on the new show, so make sure you go follow wherever you're listening to this podcast. The Visionary Rising was born because I realized that although we come from similar backgrounds in terms of a lot of us being hairstylists, we need to stop seeing ourselves just as our job description, and start seeing ourselves for who we truly are. In my community, I realize the thing we have in common isn't just the beauty industry. It's that we are visionaries, we are creatives with heart, we have so much purpose, and a burning desire to make a huge impact. We want to build businesses that give us the lifestyles that we dream about, and also start a ripple effect for our clients and communities. Now, here's the fun thing. I've actually created a bunch of bonus content for you, and all you have to do is hit subscribe on the Visionary Rising podcast over on your favorite podcast player and leave a rating so I can see what you think. Then just send me a DM and DM me a screenshot over on Instagram on the brand new page, the Visionary Rising, and we'll send your bonus goodies over. I am so excited for you to listen into this new show. We have just dropped three incredible episodes to celebrate our launch. So, pause this, go check out The Visionary Rising, and we can get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Now, listen, the journey to making your dreams come true isn't always easy. My guest today is Virginia Beach salon owner and a former student of mine, Kristen Bacon. We're talking about the journey of being in the beauty industry, how to overcome self doubt when you're chasing your dreams. We're touching on how a retreat experience led to a spiritual awakening as a hairstylist. And we're also going to talk about Kristen's take on being guided by the universe and manifesting your dreams, as well as a whole lot more. I've always said when it comes to manifestation, there's tons of different words for it. That even with aligned intentions and having the knowledge you need, the magic happens when you put in the work. And I'm actually going to share my unpopular opinion on that in today's episode as well. So let's dive in. You're listening to the hairstylist rising podcast. Here, we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I am your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. It's always such a treat for me when I get to interview past students. And this is no different. I cannot wait to introduce my guest today and just share her journey in the beauty industry. There's so many possibilities. And I think that you do such a beautiful job of highlighting those possibilities. I have loved following what you've been up to the past couple years. Welcome to the show, Kristen. If you could just introduce yourself for my listeners and tell us what the beginning of your journey look like.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Kristen Bacon. I'm owner of Unveiled Beauty Lounge in Virginia Beach, Virginia. So I, I always say I am like A Jill of all trades. And so, kind of, that's how I started in this industry. I actually have a background in performing and music theater. And when I was in high school, my first job was a receptionist at a hair salon. I could walk over there and I loved the industry. That's when I really fell in love. And so, when I went to college, my mom was like, I swear, if you go to college and then you decide that you're going to do hair, but I did that and she's proud of me. <laughs> I like to say performing is what really sparked my interest because I was always in classes for stage makeup and I was always working, helping my friends backstage, getting them ready for shows. So it was always a love for me and it was always something that I had within me before I even knew it was within me. Right, And that's another reason why I love to do so much of the fantasy makeup and like, We do a lot of like Viking style photo shoots and stuff. It's kind of just my niche and where I came from. But I had graduated college. I was traveling with a touring children's theater company out of Missoula, Montana. And I sang at Bush Gardens, moved to Chicago. Like I was on this performing Mm -hmm. track, but I was in Chicago. Nobody was wanting to hire full time. So I just kept getting like turned down. I was needing to work more. I wasn't able to audition as much and I was just getting frustrated. And one day I was driving somewhere in Chicago and it took me past the Aveda Institute. And so, you know, when you're driving past something, I know this has happened to everybody at least once. And I always say, pay attention to it. You just get this gut feeling and you look over and you're like, I'm meant to be here. Mm-hmm. And i because I needed a haircut. <laughs> I call and I make an appointment. I go in for a haircut. And then I was sitting there and I was like, wow, I want to do this. I want to come here. Mm -hmm. And so I went through that process and it was just really expensive for that time and like what was going on in my life and just where we were as a world, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I ended up moving back home and that's when I started my apprenticeship at a local salon. And I told my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, I was like, I need to do hair because everyone is always going to need, you know, to get themselves taken care of. Self-care is always going to need to be a priority. And I said, no matter what happens in the world, I can do hair because people will never stop getting their hair done. So I started my apprenticeship and I thought that that was an amazing way to really get into the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, and so jumping forward a little bit, that's really when I dove into my business, that was really a strong part of what I wanted to do was help people grow because I realized I've always been an educator and I wanted to be able to create a space where people can come together and feel safe to grow and not feel like they can't ask questions or maybe feel like they aren't supported, like they're not learning what they need to do. I wanted to incorporate my love of what I do and helping people grow.
0: I love that. And we have more parallels than I realized. I remember being in grade 10, doing hair and makeup for Les Miserables, and it was so much fun. I never really clued into this before, but I'm like, yeah, that is kind of where I fell in love with it too. So we share that. Also, the apprenticeship route. So I love that's how you got your start in the industry and that it kind of directed you in where you are now and creating that safe space. Because I feel like both that community vibe that you get when you're in theater and then that apprenticeship path, it it all kind of leads up to where you are today. One of the reasons that I invited you onto the podcast and I really wanted to hear more is because... I truly love seeing on social media how much you empower your team members. Like I noticed that you share a lot of like this is what we're doing and you're you're kind of sharing the journey which I think is brilliant from an empowering your team standpoint but also what a cool way to let potential clients in on the journey and build that trust with your team members. Is that an intentional move? What is your approach when it comes to sharing what you've created.
1: So aside from sharing the beautiful things that I get to create, the beautiful styles and everything, I always wanted to share the journey because I felt like, I felt like when I was getting my start in in this industry, it was really before Instagram was huge. And so um, I feel like social media was just kind of getting big around that time. And I felt like it was very kind of fake in the beginning, you know, I was like, people the things. yeah. <laughs> and I, I've always been a person that's like, I want people, if I can share something that I've been through and help one person who might be going through something similar, then maybe I did, you know, a good job that day. That's kind of how I think about what I post, I guess, because I want to, I want to inspire not just clients and other people in the industry, but everyone who, you know, just, I, I guess I wanted to be more relatable.
0: Right. Which is super important because I think a lot of the time, and it's interesting because when we were chatting before you were sharing, and we are going to get into like what you're doing now, but when we were chatting before we hit record, you were talking about how there was a lot of people that were approaching you wanting to work with you right Mm -hmm. whereas I think the narrative for a lot of salon owners sometimes in the past few years has been like nobody wants to work everyone wants to be independent and you and I know this is so untrue but I wanted to kind of spotlight that you are being intentional about sharing the journey being relatable I will die on this hill, but I have always said like sharing your work is not enough. People want to be a part of something and you know, you want to share what's important to you, your values. And so with, by doing that, you have attracted great team members and, and you're creating a thriving business. You are attracting those amazing clients. So when we dive into what happened kind of in the past couple years, because you are now a salon owner, you've got a beautiful space, you've got a team. So what did that journey look like? Let's move into the next part of the story. I know. I'm like, this is a long journey. Oh, well, I, I actually,
1: when I left my first salon, I've been in a few different toxic environments and I almost left the industry a few times because of it. To the point where I ended up after salon hopping mm-hmm. <laughs> for a few years, I, I was at my first salon for like three, loved it. I wanted it to work, but I was trying to force it to work Right. and I ended up leaving, going to two different salons. And then I took a break and went to an office
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's when I was like, oh, okay, I need to be a creator because I'm not happy here. Right. I like office jobs. (laughs) I don't like, I like to be busy. Um, So when I was there, I started just doing, because my first love was always special event hair and makeup. And so I just started working for some local special event hair and makeup styling companies and still doing the office job, doing kitchen hair on the side. I was just kind of all over the place Mm -hmm. and I kept being pulled back to hair. And so uh, fast forward about a year, I had a friend who I met at my first salon and she was leaving to go into a suite. Mm -hmm. And that was around the same time. I was like, you know what? I'm going to open my own business. I'm going to just do on-site hair and makeup just on my own. It's just going to be me and it's going to be great. And she was like, oh, okay, we'll come into the suite when you need, you can rent some space and then it just started happening that I was there more and more like people who I had done their hair color, they reached out, Hey, can I come see you again? Right. And I just was there more and more to the point we were both sharing this little suite and it was, it was never an issue. It was never too tight or anything. It just got kind of weird around COVID because right. we had to strategically figure out like, when are you here? How are we going to be around all of our clients? Right. Um, And then fast forward a year after COVID and being shut down and working through all of that ebbing and flowing, you inspired me during that time to not stop posting Mm -hmm. and to post like, you know, more education because it was so hard to not be defeated during that time. So, but yeah, I think we're one of the first educators that I worked with and it really did help propel me through COVID. And it's funny, I'm kind of piecing some of this together right now. I'm like, this is really a full circle because after everything started thriving, like people were just coming in more and more. I think a lot of people were shut down for a while, longer than others. And I just started growing, growing and growing. And then fast forward about a year, the friend I was sharing that space with decided to leave and so it was only going to be me. And then I fought through that nervousness and that worry of, okay, it's just going to be me, but I got this. And that was around the time I realized, okay, I do need a little more help though. So let me bring on an assistant. And I kind of created my assistant program to help newer stylists right out of school grow. Yeah. And so my, I have two... I have one junior artist who's kind of, everybody's promoting and moving up right now. So she oh was my assistant for almost a year and I've just been helping her grow, getting her clients. Some of my clients go to her now, which is like, I'm like, that's amazing. I'm here for it because it just shows me that I have helped her grow and I'm doing my job. And my clients see that they can trust the people that work for me. And I love that. So yeah, that's where we are now. And when she started growing more and I was giving her more clients and more of just her friends and family members and their friends were coming in, I was like, okay, we need more space. And that was probably a a year ago that I had that first feeling of, okay, we need a little more space. And I started looking at salons and I looked at one. It was, I had an another Chicago moment where I was driving a complete different way. My GPS took me this different way this one day. And I looked up, and I'm like, oh, that space is for rent. And so I go, okay, that's a gut feeling. I'm going to call this realtor immediately. And I looked at this space and I was kind of getting talked into it being perfect. Right. It looked like it was branded for me a little bit. right? Uh, but I still kind of had this feeling of, uh, maybe it's not right. Mm -hmm. And just as I decided, you know what, let's do it. Let's get it. Let's put the application in. I was about to call the realtor and she called me and said, someone took it. It's going to this other company. And I was like, oh, okay. And then wedding season came around and I kind of put everything on hold because things are crazy around then. Right. And then it was weird because I drove by that same space randomly and it still said for lease. So I called her and I was like, is it taken? It's been a couple months. I think it had been almost six months at that point. And she said, no, they said it's going to be leased out. It's not available. And I just randomly searched salons for, what did I search? Salons for rent in Virginia Beach. And the salon that I ended up getting came up. It said that the, the previous owner was selling her business. And now here we are. (laughs) It's been Uh, a journey. It's a lot more of a journey from that point to when I first found it to now. But that was how I first found this place. It was just following my feelings.
0: (laughs) So you ended up not getting the space that you had originally seen, but it led you to kind of search for the space that you're in now.
1: Yeah. And I actually... A bigger, kind of more cool piece of this story is I actually got denied for the space that I'm in when I first applied. Yeah. yeah, I I found out there was something on my credit from a student loan. This is like a bizarre story. Like it was one student loan that was left out of payments or something. So I was defaulted on one loan for a couple of months. And when I fixed it and I started talking to the company about it, they were like, oh, well. This is gonna stay on your credit. Sorry, and I was like, wow. oh, "How am I gonna get?" They said seven years, oh. and so I was like, in "A salon? I won't have a salon for seven years." And mm-hmm. I had that spiral start, and I cried for literally probably a minute, and then I just stopped and I was like, "This isn't right." I manifested this space. Yeah. This is supposed to be for me, and so I just started working through all of these. I call them dark forces. <laughs> I worked through all of these dark forces that were, it, they were just kind of trying to stop my path, like mm-hmm. stop me, keep me halted where I was. And just everything that came at me, I was like, no, I think there's a way around this. And that's basically, I just reapproached the landlord after a couple, it had probably been a month since I first applied. Cause I did, I almost let defeat settle in. Yeah. And I just went back and asked for, I told them what the deal was. And I told them that I had fixed the situation, showed them an updated credit report from the month, two months prior. And uh, I asked for reconsideration and they got back to me and they were like, you know what, from what we've seen, I think we can do that. We we would love to work with you. And wow. it was kind of bizarre because- when I first applied, it took me like a month to get the denial. And it was, I was so worked up about this and, and kind of swallowing a little bit of pride and, and going to being like, this is what happened. And they immediately were like, I think we would love to move forward with you. And so then we, a couple more hurdles, but yeah, it was just so crazy. Just how everything has kind of unfurled.
0: Well, one of the phrases I always come back to when something doesn't work out the way that I'm hoping it will is rejection is redirection. And in this case, it's almost like you had to that self-doubt. So that almost gave you the space to kind of work through those issues so that when you got to the point where you got that salon, you're empowered and you know that this is the right decision and you're able to move forward without any of that fear holding you back because you've already processed and worked through it.
1: Yeah. It's like, I always say to really move forward and grow, you've got to do the hard crap. Like you've got to get, because that almost propels you through whatever situation you're going through. And I felt that because I was so, I was so nervous to ask for reconsideration. It was like, everything in my being was like, ask, talk to them, do yes. this now. And as soon as I did, it was like, oh yeah. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh okay. wow. Easier than I thought it was going to be. And then something else hard comes at you, but you just keep kind of, it's like you have a shield and you're like, oh. you know, yep. you just have to block everything that comes your way. Because another thing I always tell people is when just crap keeps coming at you that's when you know you're moving in the right direction.
0: Love that. That's yeah. when you
1: know yeah. that's the direction you're supposed to be going in. Because like we talked about, nothing easy is going to be super worth it. All oh, of the things, so all true. of the dreams that we work so hard for, yeah. it's not easy to get there. No. And I feel like sometimes now when things are really easy, I'm like, hmm.
0: Waiting for the extra? other shoe to drop. <laughs> You know, that's so interesting that you say that because, and I'm really glad that we're having this conversation because something that has come up for me a few times recently is I think, and (laughs) I've talked about this on the podcast, I've talked about a lot on social media and just in conversations, but like, I think that there's almost this pendulum shift, right? When it comes to, because our industry for so long, like the hustle was the norm and like all of these things were the norm, right? And so I feel like we've had this like real pendulum swing all the way to the other side. And some of the things I I think that we're misconstruing some of the advice about like letting it be easy and working smarter, not harder and all of these things, which in context is good advice, right? But out of context, which I think is where it's coming up a lot, it can almost make it seem that, you know, it's, we don't, you shouldn't be working hard, or that it's somehow wrong to be, you know, working towards something. And I think that what you said about like, if you're coming up against these roadblocks, like that's a really good example of how they're still going to be, even when your intentions are aligned, you are still going to have to do the work, right? And when you're starting a new project, when you're working through things, it's okay. If there is a little bit of that harder work involved, the internal work and, you know, getting really passionate about something. The reason I'm saying this is because I, you know, I I see a lot of conversations going on and it's still okay to work hard sometimes, right? Like I'm not advocating 16 hours a day behind the chair by any stretch. Like I think sustainable work habits for the long-term are what you want to shoot for, but there's also nothing wrong with being passionate and pursuing a goal relentlessly. And I think that's what you need to do whenever you're starting a new project. What are your thoughts on that? Because I know that you very much believe in, you know, manifestation and aligning your intentions, but, you know, you have had to work hard to where, get to where you are on the same token.
1: Yeah. I love that you just said that and that we're going in this direction. I might get a little extra woo-woo here. I love um, that. So I also believe there's a kind of line in the way the pendulum is shifting because as much as we want to take care of ourselves, we want to work hard. We want to make sure we're fueling our bodies, drinking water, stretching so we don't have issues with our bodies and we don't want to work 12 hour days behind the chair five days a week to save our bodies. But I still think that you do have to work hard to get to where you need to be. Yeah. Nothing nothing worth it is ever just handed to you. And I think that there's like this balance of dark and light in the world. Mm-hmm. And so kind of like we're talking about those those roadblocks, those would be like the dark forces that are trying to like stop you from shining your light. And that's why it's so important important to run towards those things instead of getting scared or letting fear or doubt or worry overcome you. You have to like push through and know it's going to be okay. And you're going in the right direction. You just have to trust the universe. And I tell everybody who works for me this because- there is one thing I've noticed a lot in newer stylists coming out of school. It almost seems like they're telling them in school that they're going to graduate and immediately become like a six-figure stylist, right. like it will be handed to them
0: mm-hmm.
1: in a way. And I, I think that's hard because when you're first out of school, there's still so much more to learn. percent. so you want to learn those things and go through the motions. And some days you're gonna feel like you, you know, mess something up and maybe should have done better. But that's just a learning curve. You're gonna grow from that. And I always tell people, I'm like we stand by our work. So, you know, if a toner doesn't do what we think it's gonna do, then we make it right. You know, there's always a way. There's always a way. That's my motto. We just have mm-hmm. to find it. And sometimes on the way to the way, you just you just have to fight through all of these roadblocks and motions to to figure out where you need to be, whether that's, you know, with your career, with the client, whether it's figuring out your path and if you're doing the services that you want to do, or even any aspect of life, really not just our industry, but I definitely think there's a fine line. And I do agree. I think you still have to, there's a little bit of hustle that goes into it, but it's like a different kind of a hustle. We don't want to burn out, but you still kind of have to, to go through the motions and Mm -hmm. show that you're on the right path.
0: Totally. And I, I want to pull two things out of what you just said there. Cause I, I think that's a really important message. The first is that I agree in terms of like, you know, newer, and I want to kind of like preface this because also I think for newer stylists coming into the industry, you are coming in at an amazing time. You can accelerate your growth in this industry. If you're willing to find a great mentor, invest in continuing education, like I think in two years out of school, you can get to where it used to take stylists 10 years to get, you know, 15, 20 years ago. So there is a place for acceleration. However, you're going to have to work at an accelerated pace to see those results. You're going to have to be investing into your education, investing your time into honing your skill and your craft and making sure that you're in an environment that caters to your growth. So It it is possible to do it faster, but there's going to be a lot of work involved. And I think that sometimes when we see how successful you can become quickly, there's almost like not the association because you always just see the after effects, right? Like you don't see the journey. And I mean, I've even had people say like, well, you've like built this education business, like from the ground up and like in a short period of time, relatively, but <laughs> what you don't see is I was working all hours, all hours, you know, really busting my ass to get this off the ground. I don't do that anymore because I put the time in, but whenever you're going to get something new off the ground, it's going to be a lot of effort mm-hmm. and it it requires so much of you that it's really, really important. You are leading with purpose Because if you don't have that, it's going to be a lot harder to come up against those dark times and work through it. So being led by something greater than just wanting to make money, I think is really, really important when it comes to pursuing the next level in your career. And it's been really cool because over the past three years, I've gotten to interview stylists at all phases of their careers, right? We interviewed Nick Orojo, who's been in the industry for ever, who has been a TV stylist. And there's still things like in our interviews that are like new level, new devil. So no matter where you are in your career, like you look at people who are super established, you look at people who are just getting started, there's always going to be roadblocks. So if you can be really firm in your self-belief, if you can be really strong in your purpose, I think you can get through anything, but I I also think we don't want to set people up for disappointment and unrealistic expectations. And this is where I wanted to get into this conversation because I think that painting anything as too easy does a disservice to those who are going to be getting into it because then when it feels hard, you're going to be like, oh, something's wrong. This is supposed to be easy. Whereas yeah. no, there's always going to be hard parts, right? It's just working through it.
1: Yeah. I completely agree with that. I say hustle with intention. And that's what mm. I tell myself is kind of with what you were saying. I felt that with my entire being when I was really trying to open the salon yeah. and I had a time frame. I was trying to align everything perfectly uh, and it did work out just as it was supposed to. And now I kind of feel like I'm settling in. I'm still learning things every day. And that's what I tell my girls. I'm like, I'm still learning every day. You're forever going to be learning in this industry. Things are going to change. We're going to have good days. We're going to have bad days. We're going to work through it as a team, help each other out. And that's really what it's about, I think, at the end of the day is coming together. And that's why I wanted to create a team to support right. each other, you know? Yeah. But yeah, definitely it's it's never going to just be easy. Even when you think you're starting to settle and and just really feel comfortable with everything, there's always gonna be something that comes in and rocks you. Yeah. Uh, and it's just kind of figuring out how to navigate. And, you know, just stay on your path, stay moving towards your dream and your goals, and
0: you'll get there. You just can't give up. Yeah. I love that advice. So when you look back on the past, you know, few years, there's been obviously a lot of change in your business. You've evolved really, really quickly, which again, that's proof that things don't always have to take a super long time but it's going to take a lot of intention and a lot of aligned action. So what are the lessons that you learned over the past couple of years that have allowed you to grow with intention so quickly?
1: Mm, I definitely feel like once I started investing in myself, that's when just I started getting all of the aha moments and doors just started opening. I feel like Investing in education for myself was almost like giving myself permission to grow. Yeah, um, I love that. And so I started by beauty brand bootcamp. I worked with Misty Jane, and I Misty Jane was the one who really, really encouraged me to go to Hair Love Retreat. And I don't know why, but I was so nervous. Like I was like. I don't know if it was like an investment thing. I feel like it always kind of initially is. And then also knowing I would be around so many amazing hairstylists. So you get that like, oh my God, I met Sam Via. Like you get that kind of starstruck moment, but she, Missy Jane encouraged me to go. And I feel like I had a spiritual awakening as a hairdresser when I was at Hair Love. And I just, that was when I, I feel like I was just immersed with so many amazing talented people yeah. and I just realized that that was the moment I was like we don't have to be we're not in competition we're not fighting we're not we don't, we don't have to hustle to to work so hard to be burnt out and we don't have to do the things that maybe we were taught in the beginning of our career cuz yeah. I know in the beginning for me I was burnt out and I think that was why I owned the industry a few times. There were so many times I was burnt out yeah, or thinking that I had to work, you know, behind the chair and also like two other jobs just to make it, you know? Yeah. And so I feel like my journey over the past two years has really been almost like I've been just emerging from a cocoon, you know? I gave myself the permission to to really invest in myself so that I could grow. And then I just kept on that path of education and not losing sight of my dreams. And I truly think that was what propelled me to be where I am now. And I still feel like this is just the beginning. Like I know there's so much more that's going to transpire and we're going to grow. You're always going to grow more and more. You never have to stop. But I'm very thankful that I took those leaps of faith and I didn't stop. And I just kept surrounding myself with good people who were encouraging, who never had that, that competitive mindset. Like our community here in Virginia Beach, I feel like is just It's thriving and we're all supportive, uplifting, even if it's a salon down the street, you know, we try to lift each other up and that's, I just tried to surround myself with like-minded people and same with my team members. I feel like I've kind of manifested them all. It's like, like like-minded people are coming to me people that see what I'm doing and want to be a part of it and i think that's what it's all about when you follow your true path everything really does just kind of fall into place for yeah. you
0: i love that and from an outside perspective the fact that you're saying that you keep attracting all these like-minded people and i'm looking thinking like you're doing such a great job of communicating your brand values and you know building truly building a brand for your business instead of just kind of like Throwing things at the wall to see what sticks. It, it, I can see the intention, and I feel like you're doing such a great job. It's so amazing to see. So, where can people go to find out more about you if they want to come say hi? Where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Instagram, Unveiled Onsite Beauty at Unveiled Onsite Beauty, and then we also have a salon page, Unveiled Beauty Lounge. So you can check that one out as well.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's so. So nice to catch up after after quite some time.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I loved everything about this conversation.
0: Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Rising or at it's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.